Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Ken Attard about achieving personal and leadership success with an abundant mindset. Ken Attard, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Great to be here. Thanks a lot, John. Yeah, it's great to be with you. I'm super excited to have this conversation today. You have a really interesting background, and it was fun chatting before the interview started, before we hit record, just getting to know you a little (laughs) bit. And I have to say, I'm a little jealous. Um, I didn't realize (laughs) where you were located uh, when we were setting up this interview, And for anyone watching the video, you can see that in my background, I have like a nice beach with a palm tree in the, in the breeze. And Ken is joining us from Malta, uh, which is just incredible. And I'm very jealous that you're there and uh, Utah is very pretty, but you know, there's snow on the ground outside. So I, I'm, I am definitely a little bit jealous, Uh, but it's great to be with you today, Ken. And today we're going to be focusing on an abundant mindset and particularly how leaders can adopt an abundant mindset themselves to, to lead to personal success, but also how they can help, how, how that abundant mindset could help them better lead their team and how they can help their team members develop that same abundant mindset, ultimately to help us navigate the ups and downs, the inevitable ups and downs and challenges that we're going to face in life, in our careers, in our organizations, as we're trying to bring value to the marketplace uh, it's, you know, it's not easy and, and no one is going to pretend like everything is, is, uh, is simple and always positive and unicorns and rainbows. But as we adopt uh, healthy mindsets and we get rid of the baggage and we get rid of the, uh, the limiting thoughts, uh, it opens up a whole new world for us and our ability to be successful. So I'm excited to explore this with you today, Ken. As we get started, I wanted to share Ken's bio with everybody. Ken Attard is the founder of Mindset Malta. After successfully working with various clients over the span of 15 years, Ken now specializes as a mindset consultant, uh, specifically helping frustrated entrepreneurs to adapt and pivot using his proprietary ARC method, allowing them to have more free time guaranteed. Helping you shift your mindset to create the results that you desire is without a doubt one of the biggest passions in life. Ken brings to the stage his personal experiences, not only as a mindset consultant, but also as an entrepreneur, a father, and a human being like the rest of us on the planet. He has a firm belief that life is not meant to be difficult or a continuous struggle, but is meant to be fun and flowing, full of new experiences that are fruitful, abundant, and inspiring. His fun and easygoing manner comes through in the way he conveys his message, which allows you to feel at ease, be empowered, and ultimately get the results that you want. And I just absolutely love 
this focus on flow and new experiences, fruitful, abundant, and inspiring experiences in life. I think that's all any of us could really ask for in, in living a meaningful and purposeful life. Um, so I'm excited to dig into this and not only learn about how we can adopt an abundant mindset for ourselves, but also how we can lead with an abundant mindset to be more successful. Thanks, Ken. Anything else you would like to add by way of background, well, personal first, context, anything like that before we jump on into the conversation? Well, sure. First, first off, thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. And, um, and, and just like you, I'm super excited to be here as well, um, because I think I have a message that I, uh, that I, that has, that can potentially make a huge difference for, for many people's lives. Um, just to, just to add a bit to the background, you mentioned that, um, yes, I am living in Malta without a doubt and have been here for 41 years. I am originally from Canada. I was born there and, but came to Malta. My parents were both, are both Maltese and uh, they decided, my dad just decided uh, he didn't want to shovel any more snow. I'm pretty sure I'm convinced of that after 16 years and he decided he wanted to come back and, and we've been here ever since. And, I, and obviously there's something I do like because I am still here. So I, uh, I, can, I can safely say, I think the only thing that I truly miss is, is ice skating. And you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about adapting and pivoting. And 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 I look back on on my personal life at that time when I was I was a, an avid hockey player, and um, and I came and I moved to an island that the only ice that I was seeing was actually the, the ice that was in the freezer, and that's about it. Um, so um, definitely had to make some shifts and had to adapt there at that point in time in my life. You know, an abundant mindset. You know, we were mentioning a number of things there that you know, for the most part. I want to take people back to a very, let's say a young age, you know, we are all being up to a certain extent being programmed, literally being programmed, being programmed by our parents, by our, our, our teachers, the people we're surrounded by, you know, especially in the very young, young years, you know, between birth and the age of seven, um, we're literally being programmed with a number of, of programs that, again, with the best of intentions, you know, for mo in most cases, parents, you know, are, are doing the best that they can do with what they've got. Um, you know, I'm a parent as well, and I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. Now, I look back, you know, my, my daughter's 28. I look back when she was young, and I actually start to look at stuff, and I go, oh, I really wish I hadn't done that, <laughs> or I wish, but, you know, there's, there's no, there's no, you know, playbook there, you know, to, to actually, you know, and, and, and really know exactly what to do. And as we go along, and like I'm saying, the, the important thing is you're doing the best that you can do at that point in time. And why do I say this? Because one of the key points, elements for um, anybody, an entrepreneur as well, is actually having awareness of the way they are actually thinking. And, and, and what, what, is, what is interesting is that I've noticed that over the years that there, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who are really just going through, let's say, the motions without even being aware of actually how they're thinking. So when I say being aware, first of all, um, are you aware that the way you are thinking is, having, is correlated with the results and the experiences that you're actually having in your life? You know, if you're just going through the motions and have no awareness of this, you just don't know what you don't know, then it's, it's sort of like living your life like a, I like to describe it like a, a, an Indian rubber ball just being thrown in a room with four walls and you throw it and this, you know, it's hitting this wall and then hitting this wall 
one day is a great day, one day is a horrible day, the next day you're not even sure where, you know, what's going on. And there's, there's literally no direction. You're just literally all over the place. So I really like to start with people and start to create an awareness of the fact that, you know what, what you're thinking about is having a direct result on the, a direct effect on the result and the experiences you're having. Now you need to look and decide, okay, now that I know this, and, you know, we can get to a little more detail, but now that I know this, you know, the first question then is, okay, I need to look at maybe some of the different areas of my life and say, okay, am I happy with the results that I'm getting here? Am I happy with the results in my relationships? Am I happy with the results that I'm creating as a leader? Am I happy with the results that I, I have with my, my lifestyle, with my, with my health? Am I happy with the results that I'm having in my, my spirituality? Just the diff, my career, all these different areas. And if I can pinpoint different areas and say, you know what, I'm really not happy with my health right now. You can literally take it back to the way you are thinking. You're not happy with the financial situation that you might be in right now. You literally can go back and start to look at the way you are thinking. Now, some of those thoughts potentially like I said, we've been programmed, so you've got some unconscious thoughts going on that are programs that are literally running because that is the way you have learned. Which brings me to why can, can I, I just I, add? Can yeah, I just chime in? Yeah, I think with that, yeah, and that 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 because of the way we're raised and socialized, because the way um, our parents reinforce things in us or our teachers or whatever we create this world around us in our perception and we create coping mechanisms to deal with all of that. And frankly, a lot of those coping mechanisms aren't particularly healthy <laughs> um, and, and they're, they're not self-sustaining and they, they often are very limiting. Um, now, give, you know, I understand people come from all walks and, and types and backgrounds and some people come from horrific types of experiences yeah. and backgrounds and I don't think we're suggesting that that you just need to put that aside and and move on. Uh, you have to deal with those things, and and oftentimes, you know, seeing a mental health professional is important. Oftentimes, getting uh, appropriate medications is important. But there are also things within our control in how we reprogram our mind to deal with the inputs that we're receiving to shift the paradigm in how we perceive the world and that very shift in and of itself then creates the reality that we interact with and and we are in a position at that point to to move you know more positively and sustainably into a new future and that's that's Absolutely. a really i mean it's it's perhaps a scary thought to to think of things that way uh, deprogramming challenging your assumptions getting outside of you know perhaps you know, if I'm 42. So if I'm doing that, and I'm like trying to deprogram 42 years of experience on this planet, you know, that can, it's, that can be scary, but it's also really empowering because all of a sudden we realize that there's almost a limitless uh, future in front of us. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's a very, very significant point is that, yes, you know, we, you do need to unlearn without a doubt, if there, if it, you need to unlearn programs that are, are unresourceful to you. If you've got resourceful programs go, going, I mean, use them, utilize them, absolutely. But as you said, you know, for me, it was, it was 
quite astounding. When I, if I look back, you know, when I started delving into personal development, probably around 15, 16, yeah, probably 16 years ago, 17 years ago, when I started delving into personal development, what blew me away the most was I started to, you know, I started to read books. I was listening to speakers, you know, I was starting to learn and, and I started to hear about this thing about, you know, about the fact that we are actually creating our reality, that we, you know, we have this, we have this power to create, you know, a manifest our destiny, to manifest, you know, the way we are going to move forward and create the results that we want to. And what blew me away, though, the most was this, is that it was totally up to me. And it, it, it all fell on my shoulders. But was what was even more interesting for me, and which really got me, you know, going forward with it, was I was like, how come they don't teach us this stuff in school? I was just like, why is it that, you know, no one, you know, no one in school has actually sat to me and said, listen, you know what, if you set a goal, if you set an intention, if you actually write it down, you know, you have, you know, a thousand more times chance of actually achieving it. If you think in a way that is, 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 if you think of good things, if you think what, of what you want, of what you want, if your focus is moving towards um, what you actually want, because this is one of the challenges that I find with leaders, with entrepreneurs, is that there's a lot of focus on what's wrong. And, and it, it doesn't mean, just like you said, it doesn't mean that we don't need to look at those things. But when we look at something that's wrong, it's giving us, it's also giving us a solution as to how we can make it right. So it's giving us the under, other end of the stick as well. Now, if I start to actually shift and start to look at what is actually working, and this is a really amazing part. So if you actually start to look at what's working in your life, and you look at the different areas that are working, that automatically for, for whoever is thinking that way, and it could be very simple. You could even just think about your favorite food. And it is automatically going to create a good feeling for you. See, because our thoughts create an emotion. And that emotion then moves us forward and, and it affects the actions and the behaviors that we're going to take. And then those behaviors and actions are going to have a result or an experience. So if I automatically think of a, something that makes me feel good, I'm using my neurology to help me create an emotion that makes me feel good, it's gonna affect all of my physiology, meaning every single cell of our body. So if we wanna talk about health, for instance, it's gonna have an effect on my health as well. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors 
of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. So now, you know, as a leader, if I'm focusing on what's working in my business, What's really interesting is as I start to focus on what is working, what is good in my life, what is working in my business, it starts to open the doors for new and better things to actually come in as well. Whereas if we go the opposite way and are only focused on what's not working, we create more of it. A great example I like to use is, you know, someone who complains all the time, they're tapping into, literally tapping into a certain frequency. I like to call it Complain FM. They're tapping into Complain FM. And the minute they get rid of one piece of crap, another one seems to come in automatically. It's just because they are aligned with that. So if you learn how to shift your thinking so that you can start to tap into, I don't know, Courage FM, Hope FM, Joy, Love, all of those things, Abundance FM, and truly come from an abundant place, and, and abundance is a really interesting topic when it comes to, to business and leadership. You know, are you actually coming from an abundance place? You know, I, you know, I see so many, so many times it's really interesting is, you know, the proverbial pie. So many uh, businesses think that, you know, other businesses are taking a piece of that pie from them. That's not coming from an abundance mindset. That's coming from a lack mindset that there isn't enough. When you come from an abundance mindset, there's enough for everyone. No one it, can take anything away from you. Yeah, the, the scarcity or fixed mindset as opposed to the growth approach. And absolutely. And I think as you were, as you were talking, I, I was thinking of my experience in so many organizations where I see managers and leaders you know, up the line of the organization. More often than not, most of what they do is just running around like chickens with their heads cut off, putting out fires every day, right? Yeah. And if that's the the context that you're in each and every day, I, I think it's exactly what you were talking about, kind of in in relation to the person who's just complaining all the time. Now, I'm not saying that those all those leaders are habitual complainers, but if you're in a situation where you're only putting out fires, you don't have the time or the the attention towards like developing things into the future that you want, it's it's all reactionary. It's not proactive. It's not strategic. And inevitably, you're going to end up dealing with the challenging things, the hard things, the the uh, the difficult uh, things, and the the problem people. Uh, I think of leaders who are constantly putting out fires. And what are they doing? They're dealing, you know, with the problem employees who have bad behaviors um, that need to be corrected or whatever. And a lot of times, you know, it's not about how do I engage with this employee? How do I help this employee to develop and grow and become their true, um, you know, and best self? That's not really the framing. The framing is, oh, this person did this stupid thing. Now I got to go deal with it. Now I got to go correct it. Um, and it's a, just a completely different way of dealing with complex uh, interactions between people and teams and within an organizational setting. 
That is super, super common. And I think that's one of the very first things I would suggest to anybody. If you're trying to adopt an abundance mindset and you're trying to adopt a, a framing of the world around you that is, is fundamentally more positive and hopeful and uh, that's, that's your focus, I think it inevitably goes along with that, that you're going to be more proactive you're, rather than reactive. You're not going to be running around with your like a chicken with your head cut off all the time. Um, you're not going to just be putting out fires, but rather you're going to be doing the little things each and every day that are necessary to develop the relationships, the trust, the respect, earning the trust and respect of your people. Um, and ultimately that will drive greater and better outcomes for everybody. But it starts with this idea that it's not fixed and it's not me having to figure out how I'm going to, to parse out my time amongst all these emergencies, uh, but rather I, I, can, I can start to see how everything within my sphere of influence now has the opportunity to grow and develop. Absolutely. And, and another thing that is so vitally important for, for any leader, and again, it's a hard pill to swallow for many leaders. And just like it's a hard pill to swallow for an individual to realize like, listen, you are creating your reality. The situation you are in, yes, there are circumstances, but it's how are you reacting to those circumstances? So you can react in different ways. So it's a hard pill for them to swallow many a time when I tell them, listen, you have actually created this situation. And, an, and a hard pill to swallow for many leaders is to realize that everything happening below them all are, are symptoms of what's happening at the leadership. So as a leader, I really need to, like you said, if, if it has to start with me, I have to have, the first person who has to have an abundant mindset is myself. And I have to learn how to do that. And I have to learn how to think. I need to learn how to be able to adapt, to be able to pivot in certain circumstances that are going to arise. So I'm not saying that there's never going to be challenges because there are always going to be challenges. That's how you're going to be learning. Is this going to be part of your learning process as well? But when you're coming from an abundant mindset, many times when something does come up, more often than not, you're automatically going to look at, okay, so how are we going to move forward here? You're not getting stuck in why did this happen? You're, you're, you're saying, okay, so how are we going to move forward? And then how are we going to move forward so that this doesn't happen again? So you're looking at solutions. You're looking at solutions. But to do that, like I said, you need to be, if you've always been programmed to react in a certain way in a certain circumstance, you're just going to keep on doing that over and over and over. It's just like someone who has, has been programmed to yell whenever they get angry. It's just a behavior. Behaviors can be changed. Behavior is not who you are, but behaviors can be changed. It starts with being aware of the fact that you're actually doing it and you actually have that, that program running. Once you are aware of the fact you have that program running, now you can look at ways and means for you to, to actually start to change that learning. And, you know, for someone, for a leader who's going all the time, going, 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 like you said, like a headless chicken, you know, one of the major factors that's going to be a, a really important part that, that sometimes they forget is actually to stop, to actually stop, you know, take some quiet time, quiet time so that you can actually get yourself centered again, get yourself grounded again, 
you know, maybe do a, 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 a short meditation. And even throughout the day, you can do it whenever you want. It doesn't, you know, you don't need to be in a, you don't, you know, you don't need to be in a cave on a small island to be meditating. Literally, right? it can be 30 seconds while you're walking down to the hall to the next meeting and you're practicing deep breathing, That's it. right? I, exactly. I mean, there's so, there's so many things we can do and it doesn't mean you have to like step away for an hour. It can be 30 seconds between meetings. It can be five minutes, 10 minutes uh, of just, and everyone needs to take breaks anyways, right? And, you know, if, if you're running an office and, you, and you're running your team into the ground where they don't feel like they can take, you know, a break every hour, <laughs> then there's a problem there anyways, in terms of mental and physical health and well-being of your employees. So, so if, if, if you're already thinking about that, then why not make part of your routine of taking regular breaks and get walking around, stretching, you know, doing those types of things, take some time for self-reflection, take some time for, for deep breathing, for, for uh, com contemplative practices and, and other things that can help you get recentered. Uh, it Absolutely. can just be part of your routine uh, throughout the day and it, it will help you be more productive and more focused when you get back to work. That's the part that, uh, uh, see, this is the part that's really interesting because they, they still have to become aware of the fact that they can do that. Again, most, most you know, even if you listen to um, any, any type of trainings and stuff like that, for the most part, they're very, very focused on taking action, which is absolutely, if you listen to anybody, they're going to tell you, listen, you need to take action, you need to take action, which I agree with. Yet, what I have grown to learn is that there is a significant difference between taking action and taking inspired action. And the only way to take inspired action is actually to slow yourself down, quiet yourself, quiet your mind, and you can learn that. It's a skill that you can learn. It's not like, and it's not, it's not rocket science. That's the beauty of it. It's, 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 uh, it, it's something that can be learned. And what it's gonna do is, it's, it, you think it's gonna slow you down, it's actually going to inspire you. So you actually take action that is the right action, which is actually going to save you a lot of time rather than, you know, I like to use the sales, you know, example that, you know, instead of you having to contact a hundred, you know, a hundred clients to make, you know, five sales. Now, you know, you've been inspired who to contact you start, you know, and, and now you're, you're out of 10 people, you're making five sales. And, and all that way now you're all of us all of a sudden saving time you have more energy and you you have you have you know as business people as entrepreneurs you actually now have more time to do some of the things that you originally started and it's you became an entrepreneur so that you would have that freedom to do the things that you wanted to do and 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 now as you have more time and more energy you can actually start to focus on doing those things that you love doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ken, it has been a real pleasure talking with you. The time has flown by. I know you have a busy day ahead of you, or rather, I should say a busy evening <laughs> ahead of you there in Malta. So I need to let you go. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get in touch with you, find out more about your work and your business, as well as just give us the last word on this topic for today. Sure, absolutely. So um, as I said, my focus is with entrepreneurs and helping them to adapt and pivot their business. So right now, um, and this is a gift for all your listeners as well, I have a free masterclass that they can go to and they can go to adaptandpivotnow.com. 
adapt.com. So it's adapt and the word and A-N-D, pivotnow.com. And, and they can register there for a free masterclass. It's about 30 minutes. And that has my top three secrets preventing that's preventing them from actually adapting and pivoting right now. They can go there. If they do want to get in touch with me uh, directly as well, they can send me an email on coachmenowken at gmail.com. So those are the two main outlets where they can, they can, uh, they get, can get in touch with me. And like I said, my, my main message, the last message that I want to leave you with is that you know, neither life, neither your business is meant to be a continuous struggle. It's not, not meant to be a, a continuous suffering either. It's actually meant to, meant to have a lot of fun. Think about when you actually started your business and the enthusiasm that you had uh, in your business and why you started your business and all the values that were behind starting your business. And you can, and, and now look at your business today and are you still in line with that? So it's, it's so important to understand these values so that you go back to those values and say, listen, you know, I want to instill fun in my business again. I want to, I want it to be flowing. I want to, I, I just really want to have an abundant life. That's beautiful. And that's my hope for everyone listening today that we can find healthy ways to, to interact with the world around us, our relationships, uh, the people on our teams, that we can adopt a growth mindset, uh, an abundant uh, approach and perspective to to the world and to life. And that's not to discount the challenges that we all face because life can be hard and we do all face challenges and that's not going to magically go away. Um, but we, we can't, it can ease the burden that we feel, right? It can lift, it can, it can lift that weight on our shoulders and, and we can feel more empowered um, within our sphere of influence to make a meaningful impact and have meaning and purpose in our life and with our the people around us, the relationships that we have. I encourage listeners to reach out to Ken, get connected, find out more about what he can do to you for you. Uh, I appreciate the offer for the masterclass and encourage everyone to do that. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every week. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.